0: Ross Tucker football podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sports book app. Wisdom Wednesday means Andrew Brandt, our guy, former Packers VP of Player Finance and agent. Now he's working with Vayner Sports and writing for the MMQB and about a million other things will join us momentarily. I'm actually going to start by asking him a baseball question. I don't want to scare you guys off. You guys know I'm not a baseball guy. But I do think it relates to the NFL. We'll have a spread the word winner on Friday like we always do. So please, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, go ahead, engage, retweet, like, whatever. It all counts. I've already seen some new folks this week. I appreciate it. I got my eyes on you. We'll have a new sponsor confirmation email winner Keep them coming. Keep them coming. We got some awesome sponsors. Simply Safe is huge. Grammarly, I'll tell you about today, is an awesome idea. We got some more coming down the pike. That Theragun thing is awesome. Just got delivered yesterday. So I'm gonna big time be taking advantage of that. And the YouTube shout-out. Remember, I don't get notices for who the subscribers are now. So I'm gonna pick somebody that comments. So it can be anybody, any of you that have ever subscribed. Can comment on any of the posts we put at youtube.com slash ross tucker nfl, and you are automatically entered to get the YouTube cameo style shout out. People pay for that, people pay for me to do them, do uh 25 bucks for me to give a cameo like, Hey, this is for Frank and Al in the fantasy league with Joe. You guys stink, Joe killed you again. Why don't you guys suck it up? Stuff like that, whatever you want. It's fun, it's, it's a blast. I enjoy it. Um, I also enjoy every day we're getting a new patron, which is very exciting. Patreon.com slash RT Media. Today is Scoop Bucky. Now, I don't know where you guys get these names, Scoop Bucky. But I do know that people like that they can now go to our private Tuckhead Slack channel. If you are a Tuckheads level member of Patreon.com slash RT Media. And they can see all of our Even Money Bets. All of my power rankings, all of my picks, all of the press box food rankings, it's all there in black and white. And after last week, when Steve and I were up a combined 18 units and 4-0 on our best bets, yeah, I can see why a lot of people want to be able to have access to those every week. Patreon.com slash RT Media. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. So I already talked about him. He is Andrew Brandt. He's been my guy for a long time now when it comes to the business of sports. And he's also been pretty outspoken on the COVID issue as it relates to the NFL. And I wanted to get your thoughts, Andrew, on last night's World Series game. I can't believe I'm even asking you this because people know I'm not a big baseball guy. I do kind of like the postseason when it feels like every pitch matters, by the way. Uh, But I wanted to get your thoughts. Andrew, of course, the host of the Business of Sports podcast. There is nobody better. On, I guess, the first thing that I thought was awkward, Andrew, was the protocol that Justin Turner, outstanding player for the Dodgers, almost had a home run last night. He got pulled in, like, the seventh inning, I want to say. Maybe the eighth inning. And we found out afterwards that it was because he had a positive COVID test. I just... That the, the, the protocol there, the timing seems off.
2: Yeah, it does. Good day, Ross. I mean, listen, uh, I got to admit, I didn't make it up. <laughs> My bedtime was earlier than, than that happened. But uh, other full disclosure here, as you know, I work for Vayner, Gary Vee's sports agency, primarily on the football side, they've acquired a baseball agency. One of those clients is Justin Turner. So uh, great client and tough situation last night. Obviously, I don't know their, code, their protocols for testing, Ross. It does seem odd that it came during the game. Uh, you wonder when they tested, how many hours. And, but I, I will say this. I think we think, and I put myself in this category, that since there's so much attention, there's so much money in the NFL, the Major League Baseball, that the tests happen immediately. Uh, that there is no lag like you and I have when we go get tested and we find out the next day or the next two days or the next three days. That's not always the case. You know, you you can't just assume that, oh, if they tested at nine in the morning, they got the result by noon. So I don't know what happened. Um, The bad look, of course, is letting them back on the field and then maskless in pictures and I think I even saw a quote from the commissioner that it's a bittersweet day for baseball. They crowned a new champion. And the one thing about baseball that's so weird in this year, Ross, they played the World Series at the time they usually play the World Series, which just seems so weird as they're watching hockey and basketball play in, in October. Um, so anyway, here we are, and uh, it's a bad look for baseball that he came back after the field. So everything that happened up until that you know, you can understand, you can say, okay, protocols, they won the world series. So everyone's happy, but he should have celebrated in a much less public forum.
0: You know, what's interesting about it as well, Andrew, is I think what people don't understand or what I've come to realize there's sort of an antigen test they can do, which is a point of care test, I believe where they find out pretty quickly, But that test is not considered at least this is my understanding and if if i'm wrong please feel free to email me or tweet me that i'm wrong but my understanding is there's this antigen test where they can get the results back fast but that's not considered as legitimate of a test those results they have more false positives more false negatives so the pcr test up your nose is still the standard But it does take NFL, uh, even the stuff I do for CBS, it does take up to like 24 hours before you get those results back. I mean, they need to take the stick that went up your nose to a lab, get it tested, you know, and they're they're running other tests and depends on how far away the lab is. So, I mean, that's why there's been some lag in some of the NFL testing and like what happened with the Titans.
2: Yeah. And speaking personally, I teach, uh, run a program, as you know, at Villanova, and I am, I am tested pretty often because I teach in person. And uh, I've been doing the saliva tests, Ross, where you've got to muster up enough loogie <laughs> to get it in that. It's, it's a lot, you know, and they give you time and you wait for you. Uh, and that takes anywhere from 12 to 48 hours uh when i find out so i've been doing that regularly as well um i think the thing that it's always optics right and what's interesting about baseball is i followed enough to know the beginning of the season an hour before the start of the season juan soto who's a star for the washington nationals tested positive and an hour before the end of the season uh the dustin turner test positive so it really just seems as i tweeted sort of on brand for 2020 in this COVID year um but let's give kudos to baseball you know i know people think this is a little hiccup at the end but man they made it through we talked about it that beginning i when was that august like oh, are they going to make it are the marlins going to be kicked out you know all these things and they made it non-bubbled and we're giving the NFL kudos. We should give baseball kudos to make this happen. And let's hope the NFL gets to the Super Bowl with, with this, just like baseball.
0: So the other question I wanted to ask you about last night is in the sixth inning, I guess, the manager for the Tampa Bay Rays, yeah. uh, Kevin Cash, he pulled his pitcher, Snell, who had been awesome up until that point. Awesome. And that's what all the math and all the analytics told him, you know, to do. Like, that's that's the math, right? Third time to the order, sixth inning. What I think is interesting is it feels like, Andrew, we're starting to get closer and closer to that in the NFL with fourth down decisions, going for two. It feels like these teams now have front office math whizzes who have done all the probability numbers and the coaches a lot of times are just going with them. And I don't know if they're going with what they're doing, Andrew, because they think it's the best thing to do or because it gives them a crutch to say, that's what the numbers said, or because they know that ownership or the front office wants them to do that because that's what the, the whiz kid numbers say. I mean, it's a really, it's an interesting time. For for sports.
2: It is, Ross, and I did stay up for that. <laughs> and I, I scratched my head like everyone else. But like you just said, you can analyze it and come back with he's a great pitcher, but now you've got Mookie Betts in the top of the order. Now you got him third time through. Now you got a man on base. So you could argue either way. And it's funny because at the end of my time with the Packers, and then as you know, I consulted with the Eagles when I moved back here and it was really starting to take hold what what it is is the analytics and let me put put it this way so people figure out what analytics is it's really taking decision making away from hunch taking decision making away from gut feel right so that is still in my mind and you should know this more than i do that's still a barrier to a lot of coaches right because coaches like hunch, they like gut feel. But there are some coaches and it seems to be, I'm stereotyping here, a younger breed that is buying in to let's get away from hunch. Let's get away from gut feel. Let's go with the odds. And this has always happened in coaching. This is what people don't realize where they sort of put this up a taboo against analytics. What do coaches talk about like for, for the past 50 years? trends, right? When they study film, they look at this defense does this on third down. Well, that's analytics, right? And that's analytics that's been going on for under years. So I think people have this vision of these math nerds from Penn and Harvard controlling football. Well, that's been going on forever. Now, it's more quantified. And, you know, I'm watching the Monday night game. Here's another example. Corderell Patterson, Ross, Corderell Patterson is taking these kicks from the eight yards deep in the end zone. Now, somewhere along the way, his analytics people are saying, oh, my God, no, no way in hell you're doing that. But he does. And is there a barrier between the coaching and him? Do coaches say you have the green light? These are all things that come up now, you know, with Cordell Patterson, they have a hunch, they have a gut feel, but the analytics would say, no way in the world you should ever do that.
0: I wanted to get your thoughts as well, Andrew. It's been a few days now, but big news when it happened. Antonio Brown yeah, back in the NFL, officially signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think it's interesting because the Bucs are doing so well. They already have so many receivers. What's sort of your reaction to that news?
2: Not a good one. <laughs> I wrote about it in Sports Illustrated, Ross. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm not gonna bust on Antonio Brown here. I'm gonna bust on the Bucks because they are yet another in the line of uh, management, coaching, leadership saying he'll be different, right? He'll be different. How many people have you known for those watching that everyone gives him a second or third chance saying he'll be different and they don't change. Listen, I understand the rationales again. He's a minimum contract, we'll get rid of him if he acts up, all that. But John Gruden thought he, was, he could change him, no. <laughs> Bill Belichick thought he could change him, no. And now Bruce Arians and Tom Brady think they can change him, think he'll be as straight and as a narrow and narrow because he's on such a minimum deal. I don't know. I mean, there's so many arguments against it, Ross. You made the one that they're doing well. They've got good receivers. I understand they're banged up a little bit. Uh, why inject that into it? I don't get it. And I think it was sort of made up that other teams were interested because he signed a minimum deal. And, um, you know, we'll see. I, I, I don't know what the odds are in him lasting the whole season in Tampa, but I would put it at kind of 50-50.
0: Well, the other thing that's going to happen before you and I talk next week, I think, Andrew, November 3rd, so what is that, Tuesday, will be the NFL trade deadline. And it's interesting. Everson Griffin gets traded by the Cowboys yesterday. They've evidently told a couple players today, hey, if we're not traded by today, you know, we're going to cut you. Uh, Carlos Dunlap was told to stay home. You know, it, it seems like there's more people being willing to be traded right now or more teams looking to trade it. And now with the COVID stuff and the protocols, it almost looks like they want to do it before the deadline, Andrew.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think one thing to look at is these reports that come out, Ross, that I look at it from a business transaction point of view, they just killed their leverage. You know, with Carlos Dunlap, with the Dallas Cowboy players, yeah, maybe they'll get a low round pick, maybe they'll get a conditional pick. But you can see what's happening. Everson Griffith goes for a, Griffin goes for a sixth. I mean, nothing big is going to come out of these trades, especially after it's known the teams are willing to get rid of them. The only way they trade is uh, a team thinks they're going to have competition to get him once he's cut. So these players are going to be shed. Um, I think the real question is, are we going to see any trades that we think have impact you know, I'm just at raising this as a fan. Do the Cowboys look to Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tyrod Taylor, you know, one of these placeholder quarterbacks that have now been displaced by the rookie, which I always argue why even have these guys? Can you know the rookie's going to be playing by October? Um, you know, that's something I would sort of look for. And then, you know, again, these spare parts trades where people have fallen out of favor often people who just came to the team, you know, this year, like some of the Cowboys guys. Um, you know, I think it's too early, even with this move back trade deadline, Ross, to, to sort of label people, buyers and sellers. I just think it's something that people are going to look at. You're going to look at trades where you can't identify if the team's a buyer or a seller.
0: You know, I don't think the Cowboys will do that at quarterback just because I think Andy Dalton will come back from that vicious concussion yeah, and the other thing is, Andrew, if they're getting rid of Everson Griffin and Don Terry Poe and Daryl Worley, it's it's almost like the Cowboys aren't aren't trying to bring in guys, you know, for the rest of this year. It's like they're doing the opposite almost, which I think is interesting.
2: Uh, there's one. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna pat myself on the back. I said when Doug Peterson played for that tie in Cincinnati Week Two or whatever, I said that's gonna win him the division right there because. <laughs> because everyone else is losing so much, a tie is a good thing. And now I'll say this, Ross, I don't even think it's going to be close. I think the Eagles will win this division, and it won't be that close. Wow.
0: Uh, yeah. last thing I wanted to ask you about it, Andrew. I think I saw you tweet about this, at Andrew Brandt, and you need to check out Andrew's Business of Sports every week. Please subscribe if you haven't already. But uh, Raquel Armstead, who was supposed to be the guy, the Jacksonville Jaguars running back uh, after they got rid of Leonard Fournette? He's still having COVID related issues yeah. and he's out for the year. It's kind of scary, Andrew.
2: It is scary. And this is something you don't, you know, it's interesting. We don't, we saw that one tweet. We haven't heard a lot about it. And I think the NFL doesn't want us to hear a lot about it because this was what I worried about negative outcomes. You know, are there going to be negative outcomes? We know they're young and healthy. Uh, But that doesn't always matter. And uh, we're seeing a negative outcome. Thankfully, it doesn't seem to be anything, I don't know, life-threatening. But the guy's not going to play this year. Uh, Think about that. He's not going to play this year due to COVID. Now, we talk about when can they be back and the COVID list and and those uh, Las Vegas Raider players testing positive like last week on Wednesday and playing on Sunday – Um, But this is a concerning one, and you just hope that this is the only one. And I think the real issue, Ross, is long term. You know, I read a lot about the disease and I read about long haulers and and continued effects that we don't even know about. That's what you worry about with Reichweil Armstead. And I think that's something to watch. Uh, I'm not trying to be negative about the NFL or sports or anything else, but we hear about myocarditis with college players. These are the stories that sports doesn't really want us to hear. But my 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 tweet and my continuing thought is young and healthy is not always armor against
0: this. Make sure you check out the Business of Sports podcast as well as Andrew on Twitter. That's how you can find out all the stuff he's doing at Andrew Brandt. Fantastic as always, Andrew. Thank you. Thanks, Ross. You know, Andrew's always the perfect guy that right when I'm done talking with Andrew, I tell you guys about Grammarly because he's so polished. He's so well-spoken that I wonder if when he writes his MMQB columns, if he uses Grammarly. Grammarly is awesome. Look, Grammarly premium is so cool because whatever issues you want to focus on when it comes to your writing, maybe it's professional emails, uh, maybe it's, Maybe you wanna write something to your significant other. For me, it's usually when I'm writing my columns for The Athletic, I tend to get a little bit too verbose. So I like the feature that lets you make it a little bit more concise. Plus they have vocabulary suggestions, which I really like, you know, like save your greats. You don't wanna be using all the greats. I just think, especially if you're writing a professional email, or if you have to write something for your job, it, it makes a difference. It really does. Elevate your writing with 20% off Grammarly Premium by signing up at grammarly.com slash Tucker. That's 20% off Grammarly Premium at g-r-a-m-m-a-r-l-y.com slash Tucker. Grammarly.com slash Tucker. You will not regret it.
1: Good morning, Ross. Well, let's start with the rest of the Monday night game since we recorded the power rankings at halftime of Monday night. Is there anything else to add? Because I know the Bears had nothing to add.
0: Yeah, the Bears got a touchdown. They did have something to add. Sorry. On on, on defense. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, Brian, I think we kind of had it nailed by halftime. I guess the only things I would add there would be that the Bears scoring their only touchdown on defense is pathetic. And that, and I might've said this Monday night, it was yesterday's power rankings Tuesday. Um, by the way, because of my travel yesterday, you can see if you're watching the YouTube, I'm in a hotel room now in Fresno, California, but you can see if you, um, you know, that I'm not doing the even money podcast till today. I know a lot of people were freaking out. I mentioned it at the start of the show, uh, but I think we already had it nailed, which is that this Bears team is like every other Bears team. Defense is really good. The special teams are pretty good. The offense is challenged, and it hurts them. I will say this. Johnny Hecker, the punter for the Rams, was incredible in that game, Brian, and he really made it tough for the Bears. I mean, that. what was it, five punts that were all inside the ten. That was an unbelievable performance by Hecker, and it really did put the Bears in a bad situation. I mean, when you're a bad offense like that, having to go the whole length of the field like that is rough, and they obviously weren't able to do it. And that was the only bet, Bry, that I got wrong on the Even Money podcast this week, the only one. Thankfully, I only put one unit on it. Steve put two units on the Rams. We went head-to-head on that one. He was right, which is why Steve was up 10 units. Steve was perfect. Five for five. uh, No, more than that because he had a couple one-unit bets. Unbelievable. Really, really good performance.
1: You touched on it with Andrew, but any additional thoughts on the Everson-Griffin trade from Dallas to Detroit?
0: Well, you know, they thought he could help put them over the top this year, and they gave him $6 million. Now they just think – He's not playing that great. We're not doing anything of significance this year. Let's not pay him $3 million more this year. Why? That's some of the same reasons why they're going to get rid of Don Terry Poe and Daryl Worley. I also don't think they think that those guys are playing that great. The thing I would say, Bri, what about the Detroit side of this? Everson Griffin got traded to Detroit. And for Detroit, this makes a lot of sense. And keep this in mind. As we get to this part of the year, you know, trade deadline. Matt Patricia, the head coach, and Bob Quinn, the GM in Detroit, they know that it's playoff contention or they're fired. So why not bring in Everson Griffin for a conditional six-round pick? Maybe he helps you win another game or two. You get to eight and eight, and uh, Mrs. Ford lets you keep the job, keep your job for another year. You know, these team these, these GMs in front offices, Brian, that know it's now or never, I think they'll be buyers. They'll be scooping up some of these guys. Maybe maybe Detroit will get Carlos Dunlap, too, over the next couple of days. Tuck takes.
1: number of injuries to get to, including Jags uh, wide receiver D.D. Westbrook, Broncos, Mike Purcell, Washington safety Landon Collins. They're all done for the year with various injuries.
0: So that's tough for Washington because Landon Collins is a good player and they're kind of in the mix. I mean they they've got two wins. They're they're in the mix there in the NFC East. The one that jumped out to me though, I always try to give you guys the player's perspective, right? I think that's what makes our shows, this show different. Is that every day you get a former player's perspective in pretty much 30 minutes or less about what's going on in the NFL. Mike Purcell, who's bounced around a lot in his, in his career, just a week or two ago, maybe two weeks ago, got a, a pretty nice contract extension with like $6 million guaranteed, $13 million for a couple of years. I'm thrilled for him. I, I'm absolutely thrilled for him. Now he suffers a season-ending injury. I forget what it was. I, don't, I can't remember if it was a torn ACL or something else. But how thankful do you think he is that he signed that contract two weeks ago and gets that money like that changes his life that probably changes his kids lives these are the things i think about and i hope over the years and if we got any new listeners that's great new viewers but these are the things i hope people realize like that is a significant difference in his life Stakes.
1: some other notes include jags running back Ryquell armstead still struggling with covid complications as you and andrew briefly touched on Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert being evacuated due to the uh, Southern California wildfires. Dolphins tight end Adam Shaheen getting an extension. And the Shrine Bowl will be canceled this year.
0: I'll go in reverse order. Bummed about the Shrine Bowl. That seems to be where a lot of FCS guys, you know, uh, Ivy League, CAA, some of the conferences I'm very familiar with and played in, That seems to be the all-star game where they get their shot. Not a lot of them get invited to the Senior Bowl. So that's a bummer that those guys aren't going to get that opportunity. Yet another bummer. I mean, a lot of those guys aren't even able to have a season. As for Adam Shaheen, that's a guy that the Chicago Bears drafted in the second round. They gave up on. And now the Dolphins have been able to get something out of him. And they give him a two-year extension. Kind of crazy, actually, when you think about it. Because the Bears went out and got all these tight ends this year because Shaheen didn't work out, and now in Miami, Shaheen's working out. As for Herbert, I don't know what to say about the wildfires, Bri. Um, I don't know what to say about those, you know, thoughts and prayers with everybody that's involved, and my big takeaway is, like anything else, you know, the people that are fighting those fires, like the people that are here in this hotel that tested me, the nurses, that flew to Fresno to test us for the protocols and they go through it. I'm just so thankful for people that are medical workers, emergency responders. You know, thank goodness that we've got people like that in the world that take on those jobs, that carry with it some risk. I, I just, I don't think we give those people enough credit, enough appreciation They're putting themselves in harm's way one way or the other for our benefit. And it means a lot to me. And I hope, and I tell them every time, every time they test me, that the nurses, I say, thank you so much for what you guys do. You know, it's not hard in life to be a little appreciative. That's what I would say. As for Rykel Armstead, you know, be appreciative for your health. This is scary. He's a 23-year-old running back, probably doesn't have an ounce of fat on him. I mean... He looks like he'd be the picture of health and yet he's struggling with COVID. It's scary. It's really scary. Going to miss the whole year. I hope he's okay. It makes you wonder how many other people are having negative outcomes that perhaps we're not hearing about. Shout outs to pizza boy, brewing dynasty freaks.com sport, steakhouse sports.com vision comics with an X. Remember you get that, Shout out for your business at the end of every show for just a hundred bucks a month. If you go to patreon.com slash RT media, it's the best deal in podcast advertising. I can assure you of that busy day. We'll have even money podcast coming up a little bit later this morning. We will have fantasy feast part one, then bright and early. You'll be able to hear Greg tomorrow morning, breaking down some of these top games, busy, busy time in football. Glad to have you guys aboard. Please spread the word, not just social media. Tell your friends, tell your family. We're doing awesome on these shows, especially Even Money. We appreciate it. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, Rostucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.